Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Because whatever you need, God got it and is here today. Amen? Amen. Let us give God a hand clap of praise on this morning as we get started. Because today is a celebration of 23 years of the goodness of God. It's a celebration. So everybody has a part today. You can participate. You don't have to be quiet. You can clap your hands, stomp your feet, feet. If you need to run or you need to shout, just have your, go ahead. Do what you got to do. Because I don't know about you, but God's been good to me. God's been good to me. I know what he did for me. I don't know what he did for you. So this may be my last time to be able to give him glory, to raise my hands and say, thank you, Jesus, and say, hallelujah, one more time. This may some, be somebody else's last time. So let's, let's glorify God today. It's about glorifying God today. That's what this celebration is about. It's about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done and all that he is going to do. Because we're all on a journey. And we don't know what's going to happen on this journey. But all we know, we're on a journey and we're trusting God to bring us through this journey. So we can get back home to where we originated. Amen? Amen. So... We're going to start with our scripture, with the word of God. We're going to ask Ms. Kimmela Costin to come forth. And then Ms. Toya, LaToya Moore to do the welcome, followed by Brother Elijah Walker with a prayer. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture I'll be reading this morning will be from... 1 Corinthians 10.1 Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. Hallelujah. Let us all have the mind of Christ and do his will. Glory to God. Good morning. Oh, we would like to um, welcome you to our 23rd church anniversary. You are welcome to sing, shout, however the spirit moving you. And again, you're welcome. Amen. Brother Elijah, 
We're going before the throne now. Amen. As one of the sisters said, don't know what he done for you, but I know what he done for me. And I thank God for being here this morning, because it was by his grace and mercy that we're here. Father, we thank you this morning for waking us up, Father, because we was in a deep sleep and you woke us up. Then, Father, you give us mercy to come and go as we please. You kept us in our right mind, Father. It is nothing that we have done, Father. We depend on you. Father, you told us to lean not to our understanding, but acknowledge you in all thy ways, and you will direct our path. Now, Father, we need our path directed each and every day, every second of the way, Lord. And, Father, today is the 23rd year of this anniversary. Thank you, God. Down through the years, you blessed us, kept us, followed us, and seen that we obeyed. And, Father, look on the past of this church today. Look on all the one that is participating, Lord, in this event. Father, bless them. And bless all the one that come, Lord. Bless the one that is even thinking about coming and can't come. Father, you're so good. You are so good. And I can't say nothing but thank you. If I had 10,000 tongues, Father, I couldn't thank you enough. But I'll say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, give us good eyesight. Good hearing and with understanding and receiving. Oh, I ask this in your name, Jesus, shall have the praise and glory. Amen and amen. amen. We're going to have the, the vision by Mr. Jamie Coston. Good morning, everyone. How y'all doing? Amen. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jamie Coston. And for those of you who do know me, I don't know what made them ask me to do this. I, I guess they had a vision. <laughs> I mean, so a vision is very important. Um, without a vision, it's a helm without a ship. Without a vision, it's a team without a coach. And without a vision, it's a church without a pastor, right? So we have to, a vision is important. We have to see the unseen and go toward that vision. So this is the vision for Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries. Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries will preach the word of God all over the world. Jesus said, go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I'm going to stop right there. That's, you see, Jesus, he had a vision. And his vision was for us, all of us, to go out and to preach the gospel. Amen? So are we doing that? And sometimes we need to step back and look at the vision and go towards the vision. So Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries shall heal, deliver, and set free. 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries because he hath anointed Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries to preach the gospel to the poor, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty to them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries shall be a resource center, a counseling center, and recreation center. For God said, Give. And it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. And that's Luke 6.38. Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries will be a teaching ministry. For Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And that's Matthew 28.19-20. Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries shall establish churches. For the word of God said, and so were the churches established in faith and increased in number daily. Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries shall walk by faith and not by sight. Acts 16.5, 2 Corinthians 5.7. Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries shall have a school of ministry, Clem School of Ministry. For the word of God said, for he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the knowledge of the Son of God, into a perfect man. And that is who? Jesus. And that's Ephesians four eleven through 13. Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries shall root up and tear down the strongholds off of God's people. For the word of God said, I this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy. Jeremiah 1.10 This is the vision of Miracle Temple Limits Ministries and is yet for an appointed time. But in the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, we will wait for it because it shall surely come. It will not tarry. Amen. 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 The vision. Jamie just gave you the vision. Healed, delivered, and set free. I got all of that. And there's some people sitting down there, audience got all of that too. The teaching, I got that too. I learned how to study my word when I came and got taught here how to go in the word of God for myself. I got that too. So that's why I'm telling you, whatever you need is here for you today. Just reach up and grab it and call it yours. So if you don't get what you're supposed to get, it ain't my fault. It's nobody's fault but your own. So all you got to do is reach up and get it. That's all. Reach up and get it. And it goes home with you today. Amen. So this is the part of the service that I like. Well, we do praise and worship. And Judah is going to come forth with praise and worship. So you can stand up, you can wave your hand, you can sing. Whatever it is that the Spirit leads you to do, feel free. You have freedom today. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on, does anybody know that there's nothing impossible with God? It may be impossible with me, with you, but not Him. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. 23 years. Glory to your name. 
Yesterday's gone. Today I'm in deep. Holy Ghost power. Breathe on me. Come on and breathe. Breathe on me. Come on and breathe. Breathe on me. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Breathe. Breathe on me. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. this was the one of the best parts of the service you feel good all over don't you you feel mm -mm good don't you 
in the inside and on the outside. Right? Okay, I'm just saying, y'all act like God ain't done nothing for you, but uh, if that's your story, stick to it. But I know he done something for me. Mm-mm-mm. So whatever you need, they told you in song, whatever you need, it's right here today. Okay, we have a solo by Jayana and Jada. Um, these two little angels learned this in Sunday school, Bible study, and Sky as well, and Sky. They learned it in Bible study. See, they know the importance of coming to Bible study. What about y'all? I'm just saying. So this is what they've learned. Go ahead, baby. Go. That's Jada, Jayana, and Sky. This is a teaching ministry. If the babies can get it, I ain't going to say no more. Okay? So now we're going to little Ethan. He's going to give us some words of encouragement. Ethan? All right. He learned in, he learned in uh, Clem School, too. Apostle Manna taught us that God has many names and and here are five of them. Elohim, the, the, the creator of all. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Nisi, our, create, our banner. And Jehovah Salom, our prince of peace. And Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Apostles also taught us that Adam and Eve is our mother and father. And there is no black race, no white race, and no Chinese race. We are all one race. And an apostle also taught us that when Jesus died, he, Jesus died for our past, present, and future sins. And when Jesus hung his head, he said, it is finished. Apostles said, it is already done. All we have to do is believe it. And when, and when Apostle Amanda and... Uh, we also learned that uh, Apostle Manna taught us uh, that we just don't want a member to be saved. We want them to be a disciple, a follower of God. Yeah. 
It's a love to love God and teach others. We also learned about Abraham, how he pleased God, and about John the Baptist. He baptized Jesus. And 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 Saul. Saul killed Christians, but G, but God changed his name to Paul. Paul won many souls. I remember one night in Bible study, I was with my aunt, and I was just drawing in my notebook, doing whatever in it. And at the end of Bible study, Apostle Manna, Apostle Manna said, Is there anyone who would like to say what they learned tonight? And I raised my hand up high, and, and I went up there, and, and no, and my aunt looked at me like, What? Because she knew I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> But I, but I got up there and spoke almost about everything Apostle said because Apostle Man is a great teacher, and I'm glad to be a member of of Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries. And this is a gift of love to, from a pa- from uh, me, my aunt, and Papa to Pastor Amanda. Well, Ethan said it all. So Clem School is Tuesday nights for all of you who are not attending who may want to learn a little bit more about the God we serve. Amen. We're going to have a dance now by Miss Tanisha Mitchell. person next to you, would you still say yes? If I told you what I 
My soul says yes, Jesus. My soul says yes. My soul says yes. My soul says yes. He's saying there is more that I require of thee. There is more than I require of thee. He's calling you higher. There is more than I require of thee. He said, Don't be afraid of men in the faces. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Hey, hey. says, hear my voice, he says, hear my voice, hear my voice, hear my voice, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart, I'm calling you higher, I'm calling you higher, so much more, so much more. So let your heart and soul say yes. Hallelujah. Presentation, Unity in the Body of Christ, Pastor Scott.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord for our being here. Amen. We say congratulations to Miracle Temple. Amen. For 23 years. Amen. Amen. To Apostle Bryant and Brother James for 23 years because I guarantee you it has not been easy. Amen. But they stayed the course. Amen. Amen. Just want to do uh, a few minutes. Want to talk about um, unity. Amen. I have a little analogy here. Unity, when you think about unity, it means oneness or harmony. Amen. And for most of us men that like to look at, I, I kind of compare it to looking at um, drag racing on Sunday evening. Amen. And why, why I wanted to equate it with that, um, each team is different. But they have, they're consistent in their jobs. On a pit um, crew, amen, you have the pit crew chief. He runs the show. Amen. Then you will have the, the car chief. He manages what happens to the car. Then you have the tire changers. They carry the heavy tires to the car to be put on the car. Then you have the jackman who lifts the car. Amen. Then you have the tire changes that changes the tire. <laughs> then you have the gas man who refused the car. Then you have the gas catch man who makes sure the fuel doesn't overflow. And lastly, you have the utility man who is assist the driver and make sure that the wind, windshield is clean. Amen. And I was thinking about that with unity. As you look at a, a race car driver, amen, they're never slowful. They're never late. They're fast and spontaneous, amen. And they all know their position. They all know what they need to do. And they know that they have to be precise, amen, with doing their job. That is called oneness, amen. Amen. And even when, when their car driver wins, he realizes that if it had not been for the pit crew, he would not have been able to win. Amen. Come on. So when in unity, amen, in unity in the body of Christ in, in, in um, Miracle Temple and um, Citadel of Hope, amen, it requires a pit crew. They everybody know their function, what they're supposed to do, to be there when they're doing it, amen, and no job is less than the other because every job is important, amen. And on my closing, that is the power of we, Amen. Not the power of I, but it's the power of we, because we all win. Amen. Listen, if your pastor win, you win. Amen. Amen. If your pastor bless, you bless. Come on. If your pastor go up, what happens with the church? We go up. So it's the power of we. Amen. Pastor Scott, that was right on time. I watched all the men, especially my husband back there in the back. They, they stood up, and their shoulders got up, and they was like, let me see what he's going to say about oneness and drag car race. They were checking you out. I saw you Mitch in the corner, too. I'm just letting you know you got the men's attention on that oneness. Amen. <laughs> okay, we have a solo by Apostle Cross. How many of you guys are believing for something special, something new, and something powerful from the Lord? Amen. Amen. 
Sister Renee Green to come introduce uh, our speaker. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. The time I speak in front of people is truly the Holy Spirit that speaks through me. Because I can't do it on my own when I get God glory for that. It is definitely, it's really a privilege and an honor to stand here and um, introduce you to our speaker. As I know, as Frida. We was raised in the little community of Twin Oak, right next door. We wasn't to her house. They was to our house, and that's where we were, playing up and down the streets until everybody graduated from high school, and they went on their way. I didn't understand it then, but I understand now. Um, Frida was very bold. She was bold. She was bossy. She was a leader. And she would tell us whatever it was to tell you. Whether you like it or not, she would speak it. But now I see why Frida had the mouth that she had. Because God was raising her up from a little girl preparing her for today. So I know her as Frida, but I'm introducing y'all to Evangelist Alfreda Renee Hagens. Evangelist Alfreda Renee Hagens is a native of Bergen, North Carolina. She is the oldest of four children and the mother of two sons, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Dominique Bradley. After completing college at Fever State University in 1988, she relocated to Virginia. She currently resides in North Chesterfield, Virginia, which is approximately 15 minutes south of Richmond, Virginia. On January the 15th, 1995, when the doors of the Free Temple Outreach Ministry opened, Evangelist Hagens joined as its first member. She has received her ministry training and instruction from the founder and present leader, Bishop James R. Cooper, and Pastor Diane Cooper of the Full Gospel Holy Temple Corporation, located at 3635 Halifax Road, Petersburg, Virginia. God has elevated her over the years, serving as a teacher and evangelist with a passion for outreach and the deliverance of souls. Oh, praise God. God has blessed her over the years to have on occasion to travel with Pastor Cooper to many states during revival and conferences. Laboring in the ministry of deliverance, 28 years later, she remains faithful to the ministry. Evangelist Hagens loves the Lord and his people. She believes in preaching the gospel of truth straight up with Holy Ghost boldness and power. She is a demon slayer and has no fear of the enemy, knowing and declaring that it's greater. It's he that is in me than he that is in the world. For this woman of God, it's all about the kingdom. Thank you so much. I'm trying to get to the word. We have a day. 
We have a dance by Wendy Dumpson. Praise God. I know everybody want to hear the word. I want to say this real quick. Um, I wanted to uh, dance and then do something else, a mime after that. And um, I couldn't do it, but the Lord was like, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to tell you just a testimony. So the testimony is this. I am of age. I might not look like it, but I'm of age. And this church... I have danced with her before. It's a beautiful church, and I met a beautiful woman. My name is Sister Kathy, and she's been really good over the years. And I haven't heard of her for a while, and she asked me to dance. I was like, okay. But, y'all, I was hurting in my body. When I'm telling you I was hurting in my body, I was in pain. I've been in pain since 2015. But this is actually a miracle church because because of this church, y'all, I'm not in pain. I got the dots to do what they had to do. And I'm able to dance. I was wounded. And I was upset. Because I love God with all my heart. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, wait a minute. I'm doing this for you. What is, what's, what's, why I'm not healed? What is going on? But y'all, it's a process. The process. Y'all been here for 23 years. It's a process. And God is using you. This church... I've seen with my own eyes the babies, the children. Y'all have work to do. And I just want you to know that I love you all. And God loves you. And please, whoever you are, if you think that you cannot do it, you can. Because long as you have a God that you love and you trust and you believe, you put your trust and you have faith in him, you can move. You can do it. So I love you all. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God Cause all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in dark 
today. I honor the angel of this house on today. The apostle Amanda Bryant. I honor, glory to God, her helpmate. Oh, brother James Bryant. Glory to God, I honor Apostle Scott. I honor Apostle Cross and each and every other member, each and every other ministry. Glory to God, that's represented here on today. Truly God is a good God. Glory to God. I thank God. I don't count it robbery to be here today. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Glory to God. When God calls you and I to fulfill an assignment for him. Glory to God. And we have to be yielded. Glory to God. To the will of God. Glory to God. And I bless God for the 23 years. Glory to God that God has blessed this woman of God to be in this part of the vineyard laboring in the kingdom of God. Doing the will of God. Glory to God. Causing people to come to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And as the apostle said earlier, it has not been easy. Glory to God for no pastor, no leader that God has called to lead a people. Glory to God because the people have different personalities, come from different backgrounds. Glory to God. And they have to be willing to yield to God. Glory to God to hear what he is saying. Oh, for the people that he blesses them with. Truly God is a good God. I, as I stated, I honor the angel of this house. I honor my leaders, uh, Pastor Diane Cooper, Bishop James Cooper, the uh, overseer, Apostle uh, Herman L. Murray Jr., Lady Danielle Murray out of Dallas, Texas. I honor each and every one of you on here today. I'm going to have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We honor you, O oh God, for this time, this coming together. Oh God, this milestone of 23 years of ministry, of laboring on the behalf of the kingdom of God. Lord, as I yield myself unto you, I ask that the Holy Ghost will have his way. Move as you will, God, that our lives will be transformed and changed according According to your word, oh God, as I yield as a vessel unto you, God, speak the oracles of your word, oh God, that we may change, God, for the better, God, so that we can be meet for the master's use. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Glory to God, and I, once again, I truly honor the Lord for me being here on today. And there is a word from the Lord on today. I want to encourage the people of God, glory to God, on this 23rd year church anniversary. And so today, we're going to be going to the book of Ephesians, which is the theme scripture for this uh, anniversary. And we'll go to a few other scriptures as well. So Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 16 is the theme scriptures for the anniversary. And if you don't mind standing to the reading of God's holy word, if you are able to, Glory to God. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 
starting with verse 1, and we'll go through 16, and then there'll be just some scriptures that I will reference to in regards to this theme on today. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you are worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Verse 7, but unto every one of us is grace, given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity, captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first in the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive but speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things which is the head even Christ and last verse from whom the whole body fitly Join together and compacted by that which every joint, not some joints, but every joint supply it according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. To help me pronounce my text, the subject today, we must unify to multiply. We must, look at your neighbor, we must unify to multiply. Glory to God, you can be seated in the presence of the Lord on today. Here we see in these scriptures here that the Apostle Paul was trying to get the Ephesians to understand wherewith God had called them to operate in the kingdom of God and in the local church. When we talk about unity, and the pastor has already spoken on that, 
We're talking about uh, to bring or to put together to make as a whole. We're talking about to join together for one common purpose. When God places a shepherd over our soul, that shepherd is here to bring everybody together in the assigned place, which is his local assembly, to put everybody on one accord. We are to become consolidated. It's not my way, your way, or nobody's way, but God's way. Glory to God. And so when we're talking about unifying and we're talking about being in unity, we're talking about being in agreement with God and with the mouthpiece that God has placed before us. We're talking about being on one accord. In order to get a work done for the Lord, which the apostle always teaches the word of God. She teaches the word in truth and in power. And that's what I love about this woman of God is because she is willing to yield herself to the almighty hand of God and teach the word of God in season and out of season whether you I or anybody else like it or not because we got to remember she was called by God not by people glory to God and when you are called by God glory to God because there's a lot of people out here that have not been called by God but they're out here they're going to and fro and they're causing people lives to be shipwrecked but we know here at Miracle Temple that we have a true woman of God that loves God loves God people willing to teach and preach the word of God glory to God I got a long way to go and I pray God Oh God, you bear with me. Hallelujah. So also unity is a covenant. It's a binding agreement. It's just like when God made a covenant with the people. It's no different when God raises up a leader. That leader has been given an assignment to shepherd our souls. And you and I know that we was a hot mess before we came to God. And we're still striving right now to be in the perfect will of God and to mature in the things of God. But it's going to take a willingness in our heart, in our mind, and in our spirit to be able to do it the way God desires it to be. We're going to walk through the Bible a little bit and we're going to, I'm going to go to Genesis 1 right quickly. Genesis 1 verses 26 through 28. Genesis 1 26 through 28. And the Bible says and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon 
the earth. So God created man in his own image. Not in what we got in our mind or think who we are. Because you know so many times people, even saved or unsaved, will have an image of themselves that may not be the image of God. Because our image that we're supposed to have as believers is supposed to be according to the word of God. So the Bible says that God made us man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. There we go again with the multiplication. And replenish the earth. Now this is not just talking about just having babies now. Glory to God. Multiplication comes in all different forms. Glory to God. And subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I said earlier in the text we must unify to multiply. As a people of God, God has already created an image for you and I to operate in. In order for us to fully operate in this image that God has already put in place from the beginning, he had to call pastors that was after his own heart. Glory to God, in order for us to get there. So, because the image of God has already been given to us to walk in, it is a process for you and I to get there. And that process can be done according to the will of God when we yield ourselves to the word of God and the teachings of the word of God through the leaders that God have placed us under. A lot of times we as a people of God in the body of Christ all over the world, we never get to the fullness of that image or the fullness of God that God desires us to get to because we're not willing to submit ourselves to the word of God and to submit ourselves to the leaders that God have placed over our lives. Glory to God. Leaders that have been called by God. Glory to God. They have an assignment from heaven. And that assignment from heaven is to get you and I to the place that God desires us to be. But rest assured, as the teacher was saying in Sunday school, that you and I have to make a choice. Glory to God. Because there's a lot of people all over the world sitting up in churches everywhere. Glory to God. They are stiff-necked unwilling to yield to the word of God unwilling to yield to the instructions that God give the leaders but rest assured we can't be blessed like that we don't understand that when we don't follow the word of God and the leading of the Holy Ghost through the man and the woman of God that God has placed over our lives. What we don't understand is when we don't do it God's way, glory to God, we are not going to get the full 
more benefit of what God said that we can have. We're not going to get it. Yeah, you can have a job. I can have a job. And we can take those little monies and buy things and do whatever. But that is not the same as operating and functioning under the favor of God and the will of God to the fullness that he desires us to walk in. The Bible says in Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man. Let me say that again because I, I, I want to make sure we get this. God is not a man. That he should lie. Neither the son of man. In other words, God is God all by himself. Glory to God. God don't need counsel from anybody. We can't negotiate with God. We can't plead with God when he's already told us what we are supposed to do in the word of God. It goes on to say that he, that he's not a man, that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Glory to God. We must understand God is not a man. Sometimes we try to put God in a box as a man. We try to put limits on God as if he is a man. But the Bible is clear. God is not a man. He's not a man that he shall lie. God can't lie. He is all truth. But what he requires from you and I is to believe him. We, it's okay to say, God, help my unbelief. But why I can't, I can't fully um, believe you, God. Help me. But then that's the time we find ourselves going back to the word. And we tell ourselves that God is not a man, that he shall lie. Glory to God. God don't have to repent to nobody. We have to repent all the time. We should always be in a state of repentance unto God. Glory to God. It's only God that can handle every situation and every circumstance that we have going on in our lives. But let me tell you something, people of God. Because God has given us all the tools that we need. He has given us prayer. He has given us uh, fasting. He has given us praise. He has given us worship. He has given us everything that we need. But the problem comes in when we fail to use the spiritual weapons that he has given unto us. So I, I come to say today that... If your prayer life is not up to par, I beseech you to get in the face of God. Because prayer is 
is communication with God. It's just like you and I having a conversation with each other. We can go to God. We don't have to have fancy words. We don't need a degree to go to God and talk to God. We can talk to God just like you and I talk to each other. And because we take the time. See, let me say say this here. We have been on prayer and consecration at our church for four months. At some form of fashion. Glory to God. And you know, sometimes when the leader tell you something, you sometimes you might say, well, Lord, is they really heard from the Lord? Glory to God. We started out with a 31 day fast. Glory to God. And then pastor said, the Lord say, continue on in February because there are things that you are praying for that God haven't done yet. So why would you stop praying and fasting? My God, when February came along, she said, y'all know March is the, the month that God always moves long miraculously in that month. So we was right back on prayer and consecration, praying at night from 7 to 8. My God, when the 31st of March came, she said, the Lord said, ha, woo, glory to God. We got the fast from April the 1st to April the 9th. Resurrection Sunday. I was like, my God, my God. Who I know is necessary because prayer and fasting is necessary. The Bible says some things only come out by fasting and praying. Glory to God. But I tell you what, when we develop a prayer life, a real prayer life, glory to God, a real prayer life will cause you to lose sleep. A real prayer life will cause you to turn your plate down. A real prayer life will cause you, glory to God, to pray on the behalf of someone else. Glory to God, except the prayer life is fervent unto the Lord, we are not going to get the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that we desire to happen in our lives. The Bible says that signs and wonders follow the believers. But I come to tell you today that in all churches all over America, glory to God, everybody that's sitting up in church, saved or unsaved, they are not fully invested in believing God. Glory to God, we'd rather complain than pray. Glory to God, a a complaint does not get a prayer answered. We got to pray. We got to communicate with God. We got to do it just like the Bible say. When the the wall of Jerusalem was torn down, Nehemiah had a burden for the house of God. He had a burden for ministry. He prayed. He sought the face of God about what he could do to go and help build the walls of Jerusalem back. And the Bible says in Nehemiah 4 and 6 it says, so build we the wall. And all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. For the people had a mind to work. Let me tell you something people of God. Glory to God. This work, this unification, this agreement that God has with this leader. Glory to God and these people. It's going to take a people that has a willingness a mind to work the work cannot get done unless everybody comes on one accord when there's not unity when everybody's not on one accord 
spirit, Lord God, that causes a hindrance in the flow of what God wants to do. Rest assured, God's work will get done. Whether we all come on one accord or not, which is the will of God for us to do. But he wants us, glory to God, to unify to do the work that needs to continue in this house and no matter whatever, wherever you are at, in the churches all over. But these people here had obstacles. They had some naysayers coming up against them. They had those that were saying, in other words, paraphrasing, well, why are you up on the wall, Nehemiah? Come on down, come on to the city. I got something to tell you. I want to show you something. But see, Nehemiah had the right frame of mind. He was focused. He was laser focused on the assignment and the will of God that that God had called him to do. And because he was laser focused, the work got done. Those people that was with him, they was working and they had a sword in their hand. They was working, they was building. They was a people of prayer. Glory to God. Prayer is important. When we look and we go throughout the scripture, we see that Jesus prayed. Every time Jesus performed miracles, every time signs and wonders was wrought, then Jesus went to pray to his father. Jesus is the best example. Glory to God. There was a young lady that became the queen called Esther. Glory to God. Esther, the Jews were going to be destroyed. Had not she did something, had not she went before the Lord, her her uncle Mordecai told her, Esther, you are not going to be exempt. Just because you're in the king's palace, you're not going to be exempt, Esther. So what Esther did in Esther 4 and 16, Esther gathered all of the Jews and she put them on a fast for three days. Nothing to drink and nothing to eat. When you get, you and I get serious about the work of God and the ministry of God, you and I would do whatever it takes to bring God glory. Glory to God. We gotta understand. It's about bringing God glory. It's about God's will coming to pass in his church and in the lives of his people. Glory to God. The Bible says in Amos 3 and 3, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Glory to God. No one can walk hand in hand with this pastor, the apostle, Except you agree with the will of God that he has placed in her bosom. It's not going to work. You can be you. When I say you, I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about the body of Christ at large. Can sit in a ministry. Be up under good leadership. Glory to God. I mean good leadership. But yet sit up under the taught word of God. The preached word of God. But yet we are not agree with the will of God and the work of God that he has given unto the leader that he has placed.
Glory to God. Rest assured. When we don't line up and get on one accord with God and the leader that he places over us, we are going down. Did y'all hear that? Rest assured. When we do not line up because we profess and we confess that we are believers of the most high God. Glory to God. We, we are not perpetrators in the kingdom of God. Even though there are some perpetrators in the kingdom of God all over the world. They are denying the power of God. Glory to God. They got a form. They got a religious act. They got traditions. Oh, glory to God. But it never mind the fact that the Bible says and acts when he told them to go into the upper room. He told them where to go. He told them where to wait. And he told them that the promise of the Holy Spirit was coming. Glory to God. And when they went there and they got on one accord, that's when the power of God came and fell. Glory to God. Have you ever seen anybody, it don't have to necessarily be in here, but have you ever seen anybody, the instructions is gone for, the woman or the man of God has told the people of God what God has said. Glory to God. And you still got somebody bucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you heard you was there for the service. You was in Bible study. You was in midweek service. You was in the Sunday service. And God spoke and God gave you everything that you needed for that day to further you on in the gospel. To further you on in your life. Glory to God. But yet and still, you got a bucking in your spirit. Glory to God. You got, you got rebellion jumping up. Oh, we're going to deal with those spirits today. How, how glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No, no, no. It is not the will of God for no one to perish. Glory to God. So, because God, and I'm going back to Ephesians 4. I want to deal with a few scriptures there. 11 and it says and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers and the reason why he formed this fivefold ministry as the bible tells us is for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry not our agenda the ministry of the Lord for the edifying of the body of Christ so if God has established it in his word that fivefold that he has called to build up the body of Christ until they become perfected Okay, so if he says, I have called pastors after my own heart, 
That means those pastors that have been called, those apostles, whoever he called to shepherd over the souls, they have been given an assignment by God to teach the people of God how to mature in the things of God. But if we're not willing to take God's word, because it's only the word of God that matures us when we apply it. It's not good enough to come to church and say, yes, I heard what the apostle said. Yes, I heard what the apostle said. I heard what the evangelist said, the minister said. That's not good enough just to come and hear it. When the apostle or any other leader here gives us a word from the Lord. We are obligated to take that word and apply it to our lives. Now when we don't apply it to our lives, there's going to be some evidence that the word has not been applied. Did y'all hear that? There is going to be evidence that the word of God has not been applied. Why would God give us leaders to train us, to teach us? You heard the young man, Ethan, say all the teaching that he was getting from the apostle. Glory to God. My God, for him to stand before the people and to fluently declare that he was getting the teaching and that his life was being blessed, his life was being changed. My God, if a babe, a young man in Christ can receive the word of God, what's wrong with us adults? Glory to God. What's wrong with us? That we can receive from the mouthpiece that God has given us. Rest assured, when we fail not to do the word of God, our lives is going to decline. Nobody have to say anything to us. They don't have to say a word. All they got to do is watch. Watch for the fruit. Watch for the evidence that I have not done the will of God according to what he told me to do in this word. Watch for the evidence. Glory to God. So this perfecting is a maturing. And when we are being matured in the things of God, there is growing pains. You know why? Because when we came to Christ, we was messed up from the flow up. We was messed up. So now God places us in a ministry and, and you the people of God that are members here and the apostle here that has a deliverance ministry, we are better than blessed. If there's a such thing to be better than blessed. I know we bless. When you and I are in deliverance ministries, that means that your leader and my leader believe the full counsel of the Bible. Do you know that this is the best type of ministry anyone can be up under when it comes to deliverance? You know why? Because this is what Jesus did. If you go through the scripture, you will see that he cast out demons, people was freed, they was delivered. Everything that Jesus did was to come and set the captives free. 
There are churches all over America that don't believe in deliverance. That don't believe in healing. Glory to God. That don't believe in the evidence of the speaking in tongues. They don't even believe the whole Bible. But yet and still, they're saying that I'm on my way to heaven. Glory to God. Now, I understand. I understand. Let, let, me, let me pull somebody on in. I understand that there's sometimes we were brought up in a different uh, uh, church that may not have taught the whole counsel of the word of God. I understand that. I've been there too. Glory to God. But when God allows us to be up under a deliverance ministry, where the word of God is taught in simplicity, but yet power. And the spirit of God is allowed to move in the house. Do you know that there are some churches you go to and, 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 and you speaking in tongues or you praising God out loud. They'll send the usher over there to calm you down. Now, the, the, the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So if the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, why is the usher over there trying to calm me down? Being religious. Tradition. Glory to God. But we have to be willing to accept. The whole counsel of God, which is his word. I didn't say we had to understand it all. Because that's what God gives us leaders for. When we don't understand something, and we've been in prayer, and we've been seeking the face of God, and we still haven't gotten the revelation of it. Oh, and that's the time when we go to our leader and we say, Apostle, I heard what you said the other day, or the other service. Lord of God, and I've been praying. Now, now make sure you've been praying. Don't just say, I've been praying. And you haven't been praying. Glory to God. I, I've been praying, I've been fasting, I've been seeking the Lord, but I just don't quite understand. Glory to God. rest assured your leader is going to be more than happy to make sure that you have a clear understanding of what it is that you have been praying about and seeking God's face about. The leaders are here to help us, not hurt us. Sometimes it may feel like uh, we're hurting or they're coming against us. They're not coming against us. They're not coming against us when they teach and preach the word of God. They're giving us what thus said the Lord. But what makes us feel that way is because there is issues and situations that have not been dealt with in our lives. We have not confronted it. Lord God in the Bible is clearly telling us that he has given us power and authority to tread over all scorpions and anything. Glory to God that come up against the people of God. We have the power. We have the authority to deal with it. But as the woman of God said in Sunday school earlier, sometimes we just uh, let the enemy talk to us. Well, you can't do that. Huh. 
I'm going to tell you something, people of God. When you're in a deliverance ministry, you got to rise up in the power and authority that God has given unto you. Oh, you tell the devil, wait a minute. I'm a child of God. What do you mean I can't do it? Oh, yes, I can because I have the greater one on the inside. But make sure you got the greater one on the inside. Because we don't want to find nobody like the sons of Sceva. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? Don't you know demons will tell you that? Huh, they will tell you that. If you haven't experienced it, they will tell you that. Oh, and make you feel like, oh, you ain't nobody, as the woman of God was saying this morning in Sunday school. But you and I must know who we are in Christ Jesus. We are nothing without him. We are powerless without him. We need him. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. And we need the Holy Ghost working on the inside. The Holy Ghost can't work if we don't yield. He's available. And the Bible says he is called alongside us to help us. But if we don't yield to the Holy Ghost, he can't help us because he's a gentleman. He's not going to force us to do anything. But when we fail not to yield, the Bible says give no place to the devil. So when we fail not to yield to the word of God, the leaders that he have placed under us, we have automatically given the devil a legal right to be in our lives. I don't think the people of God all over the world understand how serious it is in this day and time. The spirit of suicide, murder, and all other kinds of evil acts and wickedness that's going on in the earth. The enemy is coming to steal, kill, and to destroy. And when I say kill, I'm not just talking about spiritual death. I'm talking about literally dead. Graveyard dead. Glory to God. But we don't have to find ourselves there. The woman of God said in Sunday school, we can make a choice. There's a choice that needs to be made. The people of God don't understand that we're at a crossroad right now. Either we're going to live for God for real all the way in or we're going to find ourselves falling by the wayside. We cannot make it without God or the power of God in this wicked world that we are passing through. Glory to God. And because the saints have to be perfected in the things of God to do the work of God. It says till we all come in the unity of the faith. Now we know the Bible says that God gives everyone a measure of faith. So nobody can say I don't have faith to do the will of God. I don't have faith to do the work of the Lord. Everybody and I mean everybody. If Ethan can stand up here. And declare and 
rejoice about the teachings that he is getting under the apostle because he has faith in the God that's in her. Everybody can use their faith to come into the unity to agree with God and agree with the leader that God has placed us under. He's not telling us we, we, we don't have to understand everything that the leader says. If we say that we love the woman of God and the man of God, her help me. If we say that we love them and we trust that God has given us a sheep under their leadership, we have to trust the God that's in them. A true leader will never lead the sheep astray. They will always give the people of God the counsel of God, the word of God. Glory to God. Now, remember, the word of God comes with love and correction. <laughs> it can't always be sweet, honeys. It can't always be sweet. We got to have a little correction as well. We, we're not always right. Glory to God. We can't feel that we're so important that the, the, the woman of God can't tell us anything. Or the sister or the brother can't tell us anything. If they tell us what the words say, then uh, as the bishop say back home, uh, God, the word of God is right and everybody else is wrong. The word of God is always right. And we are wrong. If we don't understand it, we can't seem to grasp it. That's the time to go back in your prayer closet and ask God, Lord, I don't understand. But God, if you will help me. Now, God can only help a yielded person. One that's willing, one that's willing to be humble, one that's willing to be honest. Glory to God. God can help that person. He can't help a haughty and high-minded and prideful person. God can't help them. Because they are right in their own eyes. And the Bible says that pride is one of the abominations against God. So we can't find ourselves being in pride and self-righteousness and not willing to do the will of God. Now either we want to go to heaven or we don't. The choice is ours. Glory to God. I don't want to go as a mediocre saint. When the Bible tells me that God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask or think according to the power that's working on the inside, Ephesians 3 and 20. So if he's an, an exceeding God and he can do all things, we don't have to live a mediocre life. It requires us to get real with God, to stay in his face, and ask him to keep working on me. God, keep me on the potter's wheel. Work a work in me, God, that I can be useful to my leaders. I can be useful in the kingdom of God. I can be useful. We don't just get saved just to sit on the pew. How are we going to multiply if we don't unify 
and get busy in the work of God. There's too many lackadaisical saints sitting in pews all over the world. As long as I can just get there, I'll be all right. That's not good enough. God is not getting any glory out of that. He's not. Ask ask yourself this. When Jesus went to the cross, what if he had said, I just don't feel like it. I'm not going to get these nails beat into my hands. I'm not going to pray one more time in the garden of Gethsemane. Staying on the cross. I want to come down. What if Jesus had that mindset? Glory to God. You and I wouldn't be here today. Glory to God. So we cannot be mediocre saints. We have to be perfected in the word of God. And God has given us the leaders to do it. It says here. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby lie and wait to deceive. Rest assured, the enemy has a playbook on each and every one of us. The enemy has a playbook on each and every one of us. Just like they have a playbook in football. And everybody got to get in a huddle and know what the next play is. Okay, well, that's what the enemy does with his cohorts, his rankings. Demons come in ranks. Glory to God. So when they get together in the playbook to come up against the people of God, Glory to God. They have a strategy to bring us down. The Bible says that there's wiles, there's schemes of the enemy that he used to come up against the people of God. Okay, well what what he do is he watch us. He said, okay, the pastor told him to read and to study such and such and to come back for the next class and they was going to discuss it. So what the enemy does is he he uh, causes the people of God to, to, to pray less. Well, I, I ain't got time. I got to go to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. Now, that one is calling. I got to take care of this. Say, all that time, it's just a strategy of the enemy to keep people from not doing the will of God. It says in the book of Daniel, I believe it's uh, chapter 7, verse 25. It says that the enemy comes to wear out the saints. So if he come to wear us out, to keep us from doing the will of God, then that should let you and I know that there's something that we need to be doing. I got to pray. I got to communicate with God so I can get a divine strategy from heaven as to how I can counteract the enemy when he comes up against me. Glory to God. We can't just, you know, take this life that God has given us like, oh, well, what's the use? You know, I I do the best I can. Well, if we're not doing the will of God, that's not the best we can do. That's not the best we can do. The will of God is all we can do. So that God can get the glory out of our lives. 
And I'm moving on. It says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him and all things, which is the head, even Christ. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edified of itself in love. So that means you and I must, it is not an option, we must come together and fitly join. Just like a puzzle. When you're putting a puzzle together, every place that piece of that puzzle, it has somewhere to go. But if we put that piece in the wrong place, it's not able to complete the puzzle and we're not going to get the results that we're looking for on the front of the box of that puzzle box. So it's no different with the people of God. Everyone, and I mean everyone, must supply in order for the ministry, the work of God to go forth in the fullness that God has commanded it to be so. There's just a little few things that we must do. And we're going to get to that and we're coming on in. Glory to God. In order for us to do like the Bible say. I want to remind you that when we fail to do what the Bible say and what our leaders say. It opens up the door and it gives the enemy an opportunity to come in. There is a sin of omission where we know to do what's right according to the Bible and what the leader have told us, but we fail to do it. That's a sin of omission. There is a sin of commission where we just do it. I know what the Bible say. I know what the leader said. But I'm going to just do it anyhow. And God going God to forgive me. Yes, he will. But we don't supposed to willingly and continue to be sinful against God and his word. Because it opened doors. And when we open the door to the enemy, it gives him a legal right to be there. Except we denounce him after we tell God we are sorry and we repent for what we have done. Because repentance has to come. It has to come. Nobody is exempt from a repentance. We should be in a, a state of mind of repentance. Now, repentance is not just saying, God, I'm sorry. No, repentance means, God, I am sorry for what I did. Call it out. We got to call it out just like what we did. Call it out. Once we call it out and we tell God that we are sorry, and then we denounce that, we turn from it, and we don't go back to it. So it's not just enough to say, God, I'm sorry. You know my heart. Yeah, but you know his word. 
He sure do know our heart. But you know his word. Because he gave it to you and I. So he's not accepting that. God, you know my heart. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't mean it. Let me, let me tell you something, people of God. God knows everything about us. So when he gives us leaders and we go before our leaders, whether we in council or whatever the case may be, we can't go to the leaders on the false humility, deceit, being deceitful and lying. I'm going to tell you what happened to you. In Acts, the fifth chapter, Ananias and Safari, uh-huh, when they went before Peter, the man of God that was full of the Holy Ghost, that was in touch with God, Lord God, they sold their land. The Bible say, you know, for such and such. They sold the land, but they agreed to keep part of it. See, agreement works either way. Whether you in the truth or whether you in uh, agreement with a lie. It's going to work either way. It's going to be some evidence and fruit either way from the truth or the lie. So in the book of Acts, they told a lie. They thought just to the man of God. But what they didn't realize is they was talking to the Holy Spirit, the God that was in the man of God. He gave them a chance to repent and get it right. But they failed to do it. And the Bible says that the husband, he dropped dead. The men drug him right on out and went burden. Y'all know that's getting ready to start happening in the churches all over America. When the people of God don't want to be real with God. And they standing up before their leaders saying thus and thus and this and that and the other. And they know it's a lie before it even come out their mouth. They're going to start dropping dead right in the church. Now, when after he lied and dropped dead, the wife, now she had time because, see, they didn't go before the man of God together. <laughs> it's a powerful, it's a sad thing when I connect with you in a lie. And it's not true. And then whatever happened to you, it's going to happen to me. Because I stood in agreement with you behind a lie. And it was against God's word. We can't do that. Either God is God in our lives, or we make people gods in our lives. I refuse to make anybody and anything an idol in my life. Glory to God. Uh Uh-uh. I can't do it. I'm trying to get to heaven. So after she went before the man of God, once again gave her an opportunity, she went in with the same lie that they had agreed on. She dropped dead. They drug her out of the church. Glory to God. We can't play around with God and God's mouthpiece, the, the, the one that he has given us as shepherd of our soul. So you open up 
uh, uh, doorways for the enemy to come in and to work in our lives. Sometimes doorways are open, glory to God, in our childhood. That's why it's so important if for especially those uh, parents that are saved that we cover our children. Glory to God. Do you know that a mother can carry a baby? And when that mother go through a state of anger or, or depression or oppression or whatever may be going on while she is carrying that baby, no matter what it is, do you know you're actually feeding your child those spirits? Those spirits are going into that child. You and I are feeling some type of way about whatever happened. But that baby is receiving everything that we put into our spirit because we are carrying that baby. And except those spirits be cast out, that baby will be birthed into the world carrying those spirits. And the child is innocent. The child is defenseless. They don't, they don't have any fight in them. But yet and still, they're carrying those spirits that the mother carried. Glory to God. Wow. They was carrying that child. So as uh, saved parents, we have to. We have to constantly war against spirits that may be trying to attack our children. We don't just let our children. I don't know what's going on in this world today that, you know, now the parents is just letting the children take over the house. What do you mean the children can do whatever they want to do? No, it, it don't work like that. Uh-uh. God gave us these children and he told us to train them up. Train them up in the way that they should go. Now, if we have done that, God bless you. And they move out of our homes and start doing contrary. That's on them. But we still pray for them. That's on them. But we got to do the first part. Train them up. People inherit things in their lives by people speaking over them. Oh, you ain't going to be nothing. You're going to be just like your daddy. You're going to be just like your mama. Not realizing the words that's coming out your mouth that you are speaking over someone. Glory to God. Now it's attached to them. They have inherited what you spoke because the Bible says in Proverbs, death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that eat the fruit thereof. So when we keep speaking negativity and saying things outside of the will of God, that right there is being formed. It's being formed and fruit evidence is going to come from that. Demons must be cast out, not counseled. You can't counsel a demon. A demon must be cast out. Do we read anywhere in the Bible where Jesus counseled a demon? No, he cast them out. And that's what leaders and the people of God that have been called, we all have been called, glory to God, to operate and to function just like Jesus did. You and I don't have to have a title to function in the kingdom of God. Our first call is to be witnesses and to compel mankind to come to the Lord, to come to the kingdom of God. So we don't counsel demons, we cast them out. God's supernatural gift 
doesn't work in the flesh of disobedience, rebellion, unforgiveness, and pride, and all the others. The supernatural gifts of God. I'm going to talk about them right quick. I'm coming on in. Supernatural gifts of the Spirit found in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, workings of miracles, prophecy, discernment of spirit, kinds of tongues and interpretations in tongues. Now, in order to operate in this supernatural realm, that means that we have to be vessels that are willing to be honest with God. Let our lives be clean and wash through the word of God. That's what the Bible says. It's the word of God that washes us. It washes us clean. The blood of Jesus washes us. It washes us clean. Glory to God. So, now that we know about, which the apostle always teaches the word of God, In order to operate in those supernatural gifts, we also must have the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. We have to have the fruit in operation. Love makes everything work in the kingdom of God. I can't just give you lip service and say that I love you and I don't have any action behind it. Uh Uh-uh. I have to have some action. And that action requires us to stay in a state of humility. In order to do the will of God effective, we have to remain humble unto the Lord to be effective. So, when we are talking about these fruit of the spirit, which represents the nature of Jesus Christ. There, in order for us to maintain our deliverance, we must be honest. If there's any sin, we must confess it and repent. Because if we don't, demons have the legal right to enter and remain. Also, when we are talking about deliverance, because this is a deliverance ministry, we have to walk in humility. We have to recognize that we need God and we must depend on God, all of his provisions for our deliverance. As I stated, repentance, that has to be part of deliverance. The repentance must be demonstrated with evidence. It must be You must be determined, I must be determined to turn away from sin and Satan. You must hate all evil in your life and fall out of agreement with sin. We got to fall out of agreement with sin. We're talking about unifying in the things of God. Then you have to renounce the enemy. And anything that keeps us from getting close to God. We have to forsake the evil. We have to forsake the actions of it. Glory to God. We got to have a clean break. And we got to always be willing to agree with God. We have to forgive one another. Glory to God. 
except we forgive, it's going to be a blockage. Everything that requires deliverance requires everything that I've already said. Forgiveness. I can't just come to you and say, I forgive you, Apostle Scott, for what you said and what you done and this and that and the other. But yet and still, in the back of my mind, I'm saying, I ain't forgive him. I just said that because I was standing before the people. Standing before the people will carry you and I straight to hell. Just for people's sake. We have to be delivered from people. And be delivered according to what the Bible say. Glory to God. Prayer. Ask God to deliver you and I. And to set us free. We have to be a people of warfare. When we war. We are warring against the enemy. We pray to God. And we war against the enemy. We have to use the weapons that God has given us. Which is the blood of Jesus. The word of God. Praise. Lord God, worship. These are spiritual weapons that have been given to us. In order for us to be effective in warfare, we have to identify the spirits. And we have to address them by name. Commanding them to come out in the name of Jesus. We can't just say, I see you devil. Okay, but what you going to do about it? You see him working. You see him moving. I see what he is doing to me or my family members. What are you going to do about it? We can't be passive with the devil. We have to operate in the power and the authority that God has given unto us. And to retain our deliverance, there's some steps that we have to go and, and do as well. We got to put on the whole armor of God. It talks about that in Ephesians 6. Glory to God, 10 through 18. Glory to God. And this armor that God has given us, there's seven pieces to the armor. Loins girt about with truth. We have to have on the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet must be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We should have and must have the shield of faith. That's going to war off all those darts that the enemy is firing at us and telling us who we are not in God, what we can't do, and this, that, and the other. But we got to remember, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We got to have on the helmet of salvation. Don't you know if we don't guard our mind with the word of God, with the blood of Jesus, with prayer, that that is where the battleground is, it's in the mind. The enemy comes in the mind to plant seeds. And if we do not do like the Bible say in 2 Corinthians about those high things that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and if we don't pull it down, it's going to still be growing. And then you're going to wonder, well, I don't, I don't, why am I acting like that? Well, why did I do that? Because it was a seed that the enemy planted. And you and I failed to pull it down and to cast it down like the Bible say. So now it has grown and it has become a big seed in our lives. But we have the power and the authority. 
It says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we got to always pray in the spirit. Glory to God. We got to stay in the scripture, people of God. Glory to God. We got to constantly crucify our flesh. Break up the old habits and patterns that we have that are not of God. If we want to grow and keep maturing in the things of God, we got to do it the way the Bible say. We got to do what the scriptures say. I don't care if you got to cry, you got to crawl, you, whatever you got to do. We got to obey God. Glory to God. That's the only way that we're going to have the overflow of the blessings operating in our lives. We must maintain a life of fellowship and, and, and spiritual ministry. We got to keep ourselves under authority. Do you know that there's a lot of renegades out here? And what I mean by that is there's a lot of people that are out here on their own. They're not up under leadership. And when we find ourselves not up under good leadership like it is here, that's another door that's open for the enemy. The enemy is going to come right on in. They don't have no covering. Glory to God, they're out here on their own. They're just doing their own thing. They got their own agenda going on. And so now I got full reign to do what I want to do in their lives. And that's how the enemy operates. I told y'all that he has a playbook on our lives. He has a strategy, strategy to try to bring us down. We must commit ourselves totally to Christ every thought every word or action must reflect the nature of Christ we gotta abide in Christ so that the fruit of the spirit may come forth faith and trust in God is the greatest weapon against Satan lies and finally We got to understand that when we fail to close the door on the enemy, demons come in groupings. I can't get through all of them, but I'm going to give you a few. The spirit of rebellion, which is being disobedient and disrespectful to authority. That one spirit of rebellion has a self-will spirit attached with it. Stubbornness, disobedience, anti-submissive. In other words, I know that that's the pastor. I know that that's the apostle. I, I know that's, that's the leader or someone that uh, uh, God has delegated. But I'm just not going to do what they say. Rest assured, rebellion is going to have a field day in our lives. Along with all the cousins that's attached with it. Uh-huh. Then we become... Uh, uh, the, the spirit of accusation. We start judging and criticizing other folk, other folks and fault finding. Because what we don't understand is when we allow these demon influences to come into our lives, we open the door that we can't walk in full victory that has already been given to us. And then the spirit of rejection, which is most 
most uh, frequently it comes through uh, our childhood line fear of being rejected and then we reject ourselves because we the enemy tells us don't nobody else care about you anyway so you ain't nobody and the spirit of insecurity then we are inferior we have self-pity um, then we feel lonely lonely or the spirit of loneliness which is a sadness an isolated feeling where we feel depressed and then there's the spirit of timidity a lack of courage a confidence no that we say that we serve an almighty God but we find ourselves being having no courage and no confidence and then the spirit of shyness oh you feel awkward or you're worried you're tense when you're around other people oh being inadequate glory to God ineptness in other words you know I don't feel like I'm up to par I don't have the skills like that brother or I don't have the skills like that sister and then I become slowful and then I get clumsy in the spirit and then I get rushed and then I become lacking in my training and then there's the spirit of depression oh I'm just despair Uh, the complete loss or absence of hope I don't have no hope but yet and still I'm shouting and I'm running around the church but I'm saying I don't have any hope the devil is a liar we do have hope in Jesus Christ then the spirit of despondency a state of low spirit caused by a loss of hope or courage no hope and no courage. I told you earlier, we can't play games. We're saying that we love God and we're on our way to heaven, but yet we still yielding ourselves to these spirits that's trying to take us out. And then, you know, dejection, a sad or depressed state, you know, feeling hopeless. Oh, God, glory to God, feeling suicidal, feeling like I just don't even want to live no more. The spirit of insom- insomnia. Oh, and once again, the spirit of pride. Now my ego is in the way. Oh, I I got, I, I, vanity is working. I think I'm important now. Some spirit of self-importance. The spirit of arrogance. The spirit of self-righteousness. The spirit of haltingness. The Bible says pride comes before great fall. So, if you and I want to continue to allow these spirits to operate, rest assured, there's going to be a great fall. We got to be willing to clean out our houses our spiritual temple, and our homes that we live in. A lot of times we don't understand things that we bring in our homes. Spirits is attached to it. So I beseech you to go home today and to check your home out and to make sure that you don't have anything in your home that a spirit is attached to it. Spirits can be, you could have a statue of a snake in your house. You can have a, 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 those uh, masks, they, well, them masks that they say, them African masks. You don't know those, a lot of those people's practicing voodoo. And now you got that mask in your, high, in your house talking about, oh, that's a nice piece of art. And that art that you think you have has a spirit attached to it. And you're wondering why you can't get a breakthrough or why you keep hearing noises in your house because those spirits are in there. And you are not discerning what the problem is, so therefore you can't cast the spirit out. Even though you're getting the teaching, you're getting the preaching, the word of God is going forth, but you're so attached to that piece of art. I paid a lot of money for that. So what? Burn it up. The 
that's what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 14, 7 through 19 and Deuteronomy 7, 25 through 26 where it talked about graven images. Get rid of it. It's causing us not to be victorious in God. Anything the leader tell us to get rid of, we need to get rid of it. We don't say, well, I heard what she say, but I paid a lot of money for this and I just don't want to throw it away like that. Okay, well, what you're actually saying is, I paid a lot of money for it and I'm just going to keep letting the devil rule me in my house. I'm going to stay in bondage. I'm not going to be free. Anytime we go against the word of God, we are doomed for failure. We can't shout it off. And there's even scripture where God tells the leader, pray no more for these people. That's in the Old Testament. Go, go, go research that. When the leader is constantly telling you and I what the Bible say, and we're just bent on and determined to do it our way, there comes a time when God say, pray no more for these people. That means God is going to deal with you and I. He's done sent the word many occasions. And sometimes we'll, we'll wonder, well, I wonder why pastor's still preaching that. Or I wonder why pastor, she said that two months ago and God gave it to her again. That's because somebody didn't catch it. Somebody is not doing it. So he is sitting around with his merciful and gracious self praying that we get it and do it. Giving us a chance to get it right. But it comes a time. Grace and mercy is going to run out for the same thing that we refuse to do according to the word of God. We must have spiritual exercise, meaning we got to flex our knees in prayer. We got to lift our arms in praise. And we got to bend our backs in worship. Glory to God. We have to do it all, people of God. We can't take shortcuts in the kingdom of God and in the work of God. We can't take shortcuts. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The enemy has called strongholds to be in the people of God lies because the people will not obey God. When we don't obey God, the strongholds keep getting stronger. The thoughts keep getting stronger. They fortify. They come against our minds. They come against the word of God. They come against leadership because the strongholds have been built up. But we don't, we, we got to pull it down. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. A lot of times we don't understand 
when the pastor is constantly teaching and preaching and telling us do such and such, this and that, she is revenging with the word against disobedience. That is her job. That's his job. That's what God gave them to do. They are on an assignment from heaven. We can't dismiss anything that God sends from the pulpit. Because guess what? Every word that God sends through the leader or anyone that he places before us, it don't have to be in the pulpit. God can give you a word in the grocery store. He can give you a word at the gas station. But if you dismiss it and you shove your shoulders and say, I'm not receiving that. Rest assured, that word is going to be tried. The word of God will be tried in our lives. And we will see for ourselves where we really are. Are we growing in God or are we backing up? Because if we're not growing and we're not moving forward, then we're backing up. It's no in between. Either we're moving forward or we're backing up. He's not called us to be at mark time mark. Pastor, I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. She's already given the command. What are you waiting on? That's the devil that has us in a stagnated place. Not God. God's people shouldn't be stagnated. We should be moving in the things of God under the leadership that God has given unto us. We must unify. To multiply. Glory to God. I'm done. Glory to God. If there's anyone that's not saved on today. Glory to God. The altar is open. The altar is open for anyone that is not saved on today. Jesus Christ died for our sins. Glory to God. And we are taught And we understand that everyone that goes to churches all over the world, we know everybody that sits in a church is not saved. That's why the leader gives altar call. That's why God opens a space and a time for altar call. He gives us space and time. The word has gone forth. The word should have been speaking to us. Glory to God. Because guess what? When the deaf angel comes, it has nothing to do with how old you are. It has nothing to do with how old you are. None of that. It has nothing to do with what family you belong in. It has nothing to do with that. Glory to God. When it's our time, it's our time. And when I hear of death, my heart goes out, especially when you don't know if the person was saved or not. Sometimes you know they won't save. Because we can't pray or preach nobody into heaven. You got to get saved before you take that last breath. I don't care how long a person goes to a church. If they never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and for some reason they are on life support or unconscious and, 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 and can't, can't speak, we can't go and, and, and pray the prayer of salvation over them. 
The Bible says confess with your mouth. It didn't say the pastor had to go down to the hospital while we on life support and say, uh, brother or sister so-and-so, get saved now. They can't even talk. They're on life support. We got to do it now. We got to do it now. We know that we are striving for perfection in God. We are all striving for perfection in God. Nobody has arrived and nobody will. Until Jesus Christ come and he takes us away from here. Rest assured our mind got to be made up. That I have to do all I know to do according to the scripture. And I have to be up under and obey leadership that God has given me. Glory to God. It is not the pastor's responsibility to call around looking for folks. If you say you are a member of Miracle Temple and you are absent or I'm a member at my church and I'm absent, I'm supposed to uh, report in. I don't just don't show up. I got to report in. I have to be accountable. That's the way God ordained it to be. I can't just say, well, I'm going through something. Okay, well, why are you going through something when you got that power? You say you got the Holy Ghost. Okay, do something about that going through with the Holy Ghost. Do something about it. We got to stop playing games in the body of Christ. And we got to live this life for real. This is a real life. This is a a loving life. This is the best life we've ever had. Glory to God. But the enemy will make us to believe if you so saved and you so this and that and God loved you so, well, why are you going through this? Well, this is what we tell them. Well, the Bible says that we're going to have trials and tribulations. So I'm just going through a trial right now. But I tell you what, I'm coming out on the other side of victory because I have the greater one on the inside. We better learn how to talk back to the devil. So that he can flee. But guess what? He's not going to flee if we're not submitted to God. It's all in the scripture. Nobody is going to exempt. Be exempt from the scripture. We all got to do it the Bible's way. Amen. Amen. Okay, maybe you can hear me now. Um, we're now down to our tithes and offerings. We're going to ask um, Brother Willie Bryant to come up. This is exciting, y'all. This is a good part. We heard the word. Amen. It was a good word, too, wasn't it? Yeah. 
The basket that Sister Denise is holding is a love offering for the speaker today who brought us the word of God. She brought it to us boldly. She told it like it, uh, my grandma used to say, T.I. is, like it is. She didn't hold back. I, I, I guess we might have some so feet, so toes or something here. She stepped on some toes, so I'm just saying. She did just what Renee said. Who she said she was, that's who she is. Um, after the tithes and offering, we will have a dinner, and they will come up and let you know um, how to go, what order to go in. But we will have fish, shrimp, chicken, barbecue, pork chop, mac and cheese, green beans, potato salad, coleslaw, corn on the cob, cake, cupcakes, cookies, lemonade, diet lemonade, water, and Capri Suns. So we will let you know in what order to go in and doing dinner. Um, we will have remarks at that time so we can keep it flowing. But at this time, we will have the tithes and offerings. And you will have your tickets. Please give your tickets to the ones in the back so we'll know who um, signed up for the dinner. If you don't have your tickets, we have a list with your name on it so we can go ahead forward with what we have to do. Father God, we thank you for the word of God today. Now, Father God, we come to another form of worship and giving. We come, God, with our hearts open and, open and prepared to come giving to the kingdom. We come doing, Father God, that there's nothing missing, there's nothing broken, broken in the kingdom. We come doing that we come, we sue into the kingdom where there's more than enough. Father God, we come today, we come give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. Everybody say amen. God, God has spoken. So let the church, let the church say, say amen. Yeah. Can I get a witness? Let the church oh, say amen. To what is planned. 
turns our to what His Word says. God has spoken. Let the church say Amen. Make this your response to whatever He said. From the healing of your body to the raising of the dead. No matter how you're feeling or how your world is reeling. Battle on through the night. Cause you're gonna win the fight. Even in the valley. Or standing at your red sea. Continue to say. Cause your help is on the way. Why God has spoken. I heard him. So let the church say. Evangelist Alfreda, she wanted to do something right quick so we can move on. Renee, you can come on. She got to get something. Praise the Lord. God had laid on my heart, people of God. I know this is the church anniversary, but He had laid on my heart earlier in the week that we are to sow a seed in Apostle's life. This is for Apostle. Glory to God. So I want. You to stand with me with a hundred dollar seed. Glory to God. Don't say you don't have it, because if you got a checking or a savings account, you got it. If you don't have it on you, you can cash app it to her while we in service. They'll give you her cash app. Glory to God. But I want everyone to stand with me for a hundred dollar seed. That is going to the apostle. I know what you may have done for church anniversary. But what you don't understand is this. This woman of God has been laboring for 23 years. And I know that her members have done a wonderful job. Those that have been by her side. That have been obedient and willing. You're eating the good of the land. But I need you to understand that there are so many times that our leaders, 
they pour out, they give, they give, and they give. Glory to God from themselves. Glory to God from their household. Glory to God. They give and they give because they want the will of God to be done. So I need everyone to stand with me, whether you got it on you, whether you got a good check that don't have rubber. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Or cash app. And there's a, a bag. Renee got, yeah, Renee got, yeah, the boxes. And you come and put that money in these boxes, and we're going to give her with this money. Glory to God. There are sometimes when pastors uh, put things that they desire to do aside just so that the people of God can have. And then when you are serving and you are working with a good leader like you have here, there is nothing that the people of God should not do for their leader. Glory, nothing, absolutely nothing. I can remember a time I went six months without going to the beauty salon. I bought my little ponytail, permed my own hair, and did all I know to do so that I could have a seed in the house of God and still be able to bless my leader. When you go beyond what you normally do, God is going to bless you. I'm not telling you just standing up here talking. I know for a fact. About three years ago, six figures showed up in my account, and I didn't even know nothing about it. Six figures showed up in my account. I had no idea anything about it. I remember a time in my younger years, and you can come and bring it while I'm talking. I got my first 100 right here. Glory to God. I remember that... Um, I remember, and if you need the cash app, because I know you got it in your account. Uh, if, we, if we can buy new clothes and shoes and, and do everything else, uh, plan vacations and all of this other stuff, uh, we can do this. $100 ain't nothing, because we can go to Outback, three of us, and spend that up. We'll go eat real quick, but we don't see the necessity to sow into the lives that, of people who God have placed us under. Because when the leader go up, you go up. Glory to God. So everybody needs to get something in their hand. If you don't have $100 today, well, if you got a savings or a checking, go ahead and cash up it out that account. Or make sure that the apostle gets it. But everybody need to bring something today. Everybody. Every member. It doesn't matter what you did for the church anniversary. That's blessed. But we're talking about sowing into the woman of God's life. And like I said, if you don't have it on you, cash app her. There, you, we can't ever say, oh, that's too much for God. That's too much to do for the leaders. These are who God have placed over our souls. While we're sleeping and snoring in our beds, they are praying that the enemy don't attack us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you can start moving. You can start moving. We're not stopping anybody. Come on up here and put your C's up here. The cash app. Somebody know, Apostle, what's your cash app? 
Somebody give me the cash app. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.